What's up, y'all? It's Felix, age 29, pre-registration specialist for radiology department at a hospital. Uh, let's see. We're just going to go with one secret favorite thing this week. And we'll keep it simple. Favorite donut? Have we done that one? No, we have not. We've talked about donuts recently, but not for our, our dear listeners. This is a very important discussion. Uh, my it's a favorite sweet feast for the ears. I'm not into those fancy donuts because I'm not a fancy man or a fancy Dumb. boy. <laughs> I'm just, I like just a nice simple donut to go with my coffee. Jim, you're going to hate me. Don't say it. Don't say it. Old fashioned oh donuts. Old fashioned donuts are such a solid choice for a donut because it, no matter what time of day you can have one. And like they always go perfect with the coffee. And if you want a little dunky dunk in the in the coffee, it's perfect. That's what biscotti's for, man. Ew, what? No. Because it's hard and you dunk it, yeah. it gets nice and soft and you eat Old it. Old fashions are nice coffee. and solid if you get them from like the right place. Yeah, if they're stale. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay. What's up everyone? It's Jim, twenty nine, statistician, volunteer tutor. I'm going to go the exact opposite of Felix. I am not about that plain donut life. This past Valentine's Day, Dunkin' Donuts had a, what was it? It was like a, it was a heart-shaped brownie donut. Yeah, yeah. Those did look good. It was chocolate frosted. It had chocolate shavings on it, chocolate swirls, whatever. And it was filled with like a brownie fudge that's filling. That's too much. So That's good. too much. Like, why do you want, like, if you eat that donut, that's your day. That's your entire day centered around that donut. But I know most people treat donuts as breakfast foods, and I don't. For me, it's a dessert. So, sweet like, treat. I'll, yeah, it's a sweet treat that won't break the bank. So, I'll, <laughs> so I'll go out, like, let's say on the way home from work, I'll stop by Double D. I'll get one of those, uh-huh. and then it just sits. It sits on my counter. I oh, eat dinner. Talk about stale Boom. donuts. That's like what, like, it just, oh, my God. I feel like we can go in this forever, but there is a lot to talk about this episode, so I'd say we just get right into it. It's hell on earth and Terrace House, so it let's really go. Is. Yeah. All right. look inside japan's hottest reality show so come on in take off those shoes and let's get started actually let's not get started let's not how about we just can we just skip this week and just skip right to the end let's go right to the end this is why does all this can't we just have like a happy closing no to this series no but either way we're on sweet 16 of Tourist House. 16. Yes, episodes 42 through 44 of our beloved Boys and Girls in the City. Yeah, coming down to it. This is, uh, it's it, it's exciting and kind of sad, especially because, oh God, what happened? Well, again, like I said from the intro, there's a lot of stuff. So um, Jim, why don't you uh, kick it off with the review? Okay, so we open episode 42 with Burns and Misaki watching the Boys and Girls Next Door movie, which I believe is called Closing Doors, Mm -hmm. or Closing Door, right? Mm -hmm. And they're watching a couple, uh, Sena and Daiki, right? Daiki. Daiki, thank you. And she's like, oh, see, they're a couple too. 
But they got no time for that because Martha barges in and she talks about how she was sad because Armand had asked her out when they were at the campsite. And she was a little bit jealous of Rico and she was saying, remember we discussed that hellfire scene at the end of 41 where you see her face behind the flames. They also noticed too, like they said, yeah, we noticed that you were upset about something or something was going on. So it definitely wasn't subtle. No, (laughs) it was not. And upon Martha talking about this, Yuki says, you know what, why don't you just go ahead and shoot your shot anyway? We don't know for sure what Tarashima's thinking. Just give it a shot. So she says, you know what, Yuki? I like you. (laughs) You're a guy with ideas. Let's go with that. (laughs) So she asks him out for lunch and she's really, I mean, it's, it's very clear if it wasn't already that she's into him. She's like, oh, are you free? I'm free anytime, literally anytime you want. You let me know and we'll do it. Right. So he goes, Okay, we could go for tea too. I feel like here he was already trying to downplay it a little bit. He kept going back and forth between the lunch uh and tea because it was like, Oh, well, it might be a little bit too late for you. This seemed like a premonition to what was about to happen. Which we see because they do go to lunch and they sit down and right away he's like, Okay, what's the deal? Yeah, right there. Armand's there. into you, right? He wastes no time and he's like, What is your intention with me on this date? Because it's definitely a date, but I don't want to date you. Or I can't because I know how Armand feels about you. And he asked you out. I can't do that. And then she says, well, okay, I really don't think I can date you either because of Rico. And I thought that was her trying to save face a little bit. I felt like maybe she was kind of caught off guard with how direct he was in asking what her intentions were. 100%. I, I definitely agree. I Right here, though, I started doing a new way of note-taking. After every section of a discussion or a scene, I kind of put plus and ne- like minus marks. Basically, they're, as we said before, they're stock. Um, but for me personally, and here was the first time I used it, and I, I thought this was definitely like a really good look by Hayato. He doesn't have much in my book, but this one I thought was pretty good. He went to nip it in the bud right now with Martha before anything like maybe was misleading, and I thought it was a pretty good move. Also, we were talking about before, like Armand wasn't, he needed to slow down and look what it's caused. So I, I said that was kind of a negative mark against him. I do like that plus or minus thing because I'm sure it helps when you're looking for the MVP or the MVL, right? It's kind of like plus Hayato minus Martha, right? It keeps uh, my mind clear on how I feel about somebody because I feel there's a lot of times there's a lot of characters that I might be like shitting on too much. But, you know, uh, sometimes it might not be too deserved because I'll be like, oh, wait, I did give him a couple pluses here and there. So maybe I should slow down a bit. Well, people are human, too. And we, we see that with a show like this. Because of how generally quiet the show is compared to some other reality shows. So people do some good things. People do some bad things. It's just that some happen to be worse than others, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So this date ends with Tarashima saying, listen, we shouldn't hang out alone anymore, period. And Martha seems to begrudgingly accept. That's the end of that. So later on, when Martha's talking to Rico, she says, listen, my bad. We went to lunch, but it's not going to happen again. And Rico kind of predictably says, oh, it's fine. You shouldn't really be too hard on yourself about it. Like, I, she's trying to be polite here, I think, and not saying, yeah, you better not go out with my man. But she wasn't too thrilled at hearing that. I agree, but she was still very civil about it. 
And I thought both of them did a really good job. I thought this was really good for for Martha for being upfront about it and, and, you know, talking to Rico about it from the very beginning rather than her trying to keep it a secret and then Rico finding about it in, like, the worst possible way. So she just kind of confronted her herself. And I liked it. And, like, the way Rico was saying, I just don't want you to lie to yourself. Like, if you want to keep pursuing him, go ahead. I liked that from both of them. It was nice to see these two growing friends have this discussion, and it's hard because with the love triangle, it gets complicated, but they handled it well. Yeah. So we see Armon doing something that he should not have been doing. He gets hit by a car. <laughs> I'm not saying you can control when you get hit by a car. What I mean is that we find out that he got hit by a car when he was on his skateboard. Now, We've seen Armand skateboard before. It's not good. I don't know why anyone let this boy back on a skateboard in the street in Tokyo. Should not have happened. You know he didn't have a helmet on either. I know. He should have had like the full like when you're five years old and you're learning how to ride a bike, the whole like the whole shebang, like the elbow pads, knee pads, the wrist guards. Did you ever have that when you were learning? I uh, did like, have wrist guards. Yeah, wrist guards and like like helmet, all that all the, the full like the whole nine yards. What he needed were those stickers that Burns had on his car. <laughs> Except on his, like... One on his chest, one on his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that could have helped. Say, hey, have you seen me skateboard before? It's terrible. So the people who were at home in the house are pretty shaken up about it. Uh, he comes back in eventually, says, listen, I'm fine. I mean, but he's all sorts of messed up. He's all cut and bloodied up. And he says, hey, Yuki, sorry, I scared you like that. He was thinking about others, even though he was hurt. And Yuki starts to cry. And I already feel like Yuki's an actor. This is a yes. pretty intense thing. Yeah. I so I'm, but I'm gonna rag on him anyway. I thought it was a bit much. I'll be honest yeah. with you. No, I I'm so glad you opened that can because I'm right there with you because I didn't want <laughs> to be that asshole. Yeah, I didn't want to be that asshole. But thank you. No, yeah. um, I thought it was really interesting because the camera would zoom in on almost everybody and. I was really looking into seeing how people reacted, and it was so interesting, except for Yuki, because I was just like, you got to chill out with that. He was just like, I'm sorry I did this to you, and I'm like, oh my god, dude. I can totally see like them being close and him being worried. It seemed like everybody was, but he, like you said, it just seemed like he took it just like one step a little bit too far in terms of reactions. And hey, some people process their emotions differently, but... This still seemed like, and because there is past evidence of him seemingly exaggerating his emotions and how, how he's feeling, or how he displays his emotions, not, not his emotions, but how he displays and how he reacts to things, it's a bit much. But at the end of the day, you know, we can shit on him and we will, and he deserves every bit of it, but it is his friend, and so you do kind of feel for him as well. Mm-hmm. So Armand seems like he is generally okay, he has some stitches, and then later on, I think it's the next day, we see him and Martha, right? So they're they're talking, and he's just like, it hurts still, kind of. And did you notice the drawings that he had that he was <laughs> making of some of the housemates? I think they were just, good. They were okay. <laughs> well, you could tell who was who. Like, you could tell that it was Rico. Before he said, I'm like, oh, Rico and Tarashima. I got Terishima's, like, Hayato's, because he has, like, the pointy chin, kind of, like, Dick Dastardly. Do you remember Dick Dastardly? <laughs> that villain from... It wasn't Rockin' Bullwinkle, was it? Or was it... I don't... It was... Dudley Do-Right? Dudley Do-Right. But I think that was... Wasn't that in the Rockin' Bull... I don't know. Whatever the... Uh, it was all Hanna-Barbera anyway. 
Yes. Yeah, so whatever that. But yeah, he definitely has like that that shape. That's the only reason why I could tell him. Rico, I guess only got by association because of the two of them, but that was a cool addition to the house. I never noticed that before, but I didn't know those were chalkboards also. I neither. So yeah, so they're bonding a little bit and she rubs some medicine on him and I mean he thinks he's so slick, like, Oh here, can you rub some on me? I'm like, Okay, I see what you're doing, buddy. <laughs> so they're doing that and then Burns and Misaki come in. And Burns is just, I think Burns is stupid. Yes. He's stupid. Yes. And he, <laughs> he kind of like, he loudly whispers to Martha like, hey, hey, did you go to lunch with Tarashima? Like, Armand's not going to hear. I'm like, you're speaking across Armand asking her about something seemingly private. What are you doing? Yeah. I know. That was it's dumb. Yeah, not a good look. It's dumb. So Misaki tries to fix it a little bit. She, you know, she's like, oh, hey, well, yeah, they went out. But maybe have you went out with Armand yet? It was kind of like a clumsy attempt, but she tried to fix it nonetheless. Either way, on both parts, I was just like, come on, because it was the same thing with Misaki. Because I'm like, that's not how you do it. That's not how you fix, you know, uh, Yuki's fuck up. I do give her credit for trying, though. I was like, yeah, okay, okay. but that shot, wasn't right? there's probably several ways better to handle that. It was messy. Yes, yeah, very. But it was all it's all Yuki's fault, so <laughs> it is Yuki's fault. Yes, it is. Let's not forget the real enemy, Yuki P. Barnes. I think the theme of these three episodes is Yuki fucking up and also pushing it. Yeah. Just keep his mouth shut. I also don't know if P is his middle name. I just that just came to me. <laughs> Might as well be. Philip. Whatever. So later on in the playroom, Misaki's like, hey, you know you fucked up. In the living room, right? And he's like, oh, I didn't think about that. Sorry. And she's like, yeah, you better be sorry. And that's it. But she let him know. And it's the confidence that I love that we've been seeing from Misaki ever since she got rejected by Hikaru, right? I think mm-hmm. it's ongoing. And I'm such a big fan. And yeah. it's pretty cool. Uh, so this episode ends. So a lot of stuff. But it ends with uh, Misaki and Riko going shopping for a yukata mm-hmm. for the fireworks. And Rico's like, yeah, I like Tarashima, so let's see what happens. Yep. So that's how that one ends. And then we get right into the date in episode 43. So they meet at the subway, and they go see the fireworks. And, uh, I mean, the the date itself was pretty uneventful. It's still pretty. Yeah. They both looked really cool. The fireworks were awesome. It was cool seeing all the people out there. The one thing that did stand out for me, though, at the actual date was they kind of talked about what they were. And Tarashima says, just don't overthink it. And that just stuck out to me. Like, I wrote mm-hmm. that down when I saw it. And I just, I wondered if that had any hidden meaning. And I find out later it probably did. But we'll get to it soon enough, so don't worry. <laughs> so after the date, they go back. And it's, you know, the classic uh, boys and girls pep talk. Or debrief, not pep talk, I guess. So Rico says, hey, uh, he didn't try to hold my hand. And I don't think I would have wanted to anyway. Mm-hmm. Right, she brought it up, and I was like, oh, she wanted to take things further. Then she's like, oh, actually, I didn't. And I was like, okay, that was kind of weird. And Tarashima says, yeah, I didn't really feel like making a move. I see her more as a little sister. Mm -hmm. So, of course, more on that very soon. Later on, we see the ladies talking. Everybody was giving their own sit rep of their own relationships. Um, What I really did want to make note of is that it seems like there's more sisterhood. In the group now, and I, mm. I, it was really nice watching it. Everybody just was speaking so casually with each other and, and very openly, and I, it was it was a nice it was a nice thing to see because with like Momo, 
she was never there so it just seemed it, it was just Rico and Misaki as like just a pair but with Martha I think she was such a good addition to the house and it seemed to really increase their dynamic I'm with you man she seems like she would do well in a large group of strangers so when she comes into the house and she kind of gets a sense that one she's new and two I'm sure she saw that Misaki and Rico were already pretty close she has no problem getting in the middle without maybe being too forceful or too pushy. It seems like she meshes well with them. And yeah, we see that when they're hanging out. They're having a pretty good time. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see. So good job, ladies. Uh, after this, we see Misaki and Yuki uh, go bathing suit shopping. I guess on the surface, it didn't really seem too strange. One of the things that I couldn't help but think of, though, was that Yuki had mentioned that he had never seen her show this much skin. And I kind of thought it was interesting that the first time he saw her like this was with a camera crew surround. And I'm not saying, you know, it has to be some like special time where you see your, you know, your girlfriend's stomach and legs for the first time. But it seemed like he was like, oh, I've never seen you. And it just, you know, for this to be the first time, it was kind of interesting to me. I don't know. It just, it seemed corny to me because I read it. <laughs> He's... I don't. I feel like he's trying to play into the role. Going with your theory of him acting, yeah. he's trying to play into the role of like the sweet, innocent boyfriend. You're telling me he's never seen any of her shoots. She's a model, right? She's part of that group, right? But we haven't seen her on any photo shoots or anything. I I think we can probably assume that she's done some, but we haven't. I think seen her model. The only reason why I thought she like was modeling a little bit is because of when. They were having when they were at dinner the previous scene. Martha said like she's been getting cut from work a lot from like modeling gigs, and Misaki said right after that, "Me too." So, oh, yeah. or at least the same maybe gigs for for the mus muskrats. What are, what are they? <laughs> muskets. <laughs> <laughs> Is a muskrat an animal? No, right. That's no, I think that, it's a muskrat. Right. That's, that's why. Yeah. Internet. Yes. Okay. Uh, Musk. What did I say? Muscat. Muscat is the port capital of Oman, <laughs> which is a country in the Middle East. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know. Uh, speaking of Muscat, though, uh, when we were in Japan, I got my tattoo at Studio Muscat. That's why it seems so familiar. Shibuya. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The place was like in the like it. It was really cool because I've been to Shibuya before. Like when I lived there. But I never got to be in that part of Shibuya before. The residential, um, more off, not off the grid, but just like the more residential area. That was really cool. It was cool. A big shout out to Shinya, who did my piece. I love you, man. Arigatou gozaimasu. It was dope. So after Yuki and Misaki's corny uh, bathing suit outing, we see Tadashima and Riko again. And they kind of have a short discussion here, but he tells her that she should focus on school and on her career. Right, they have many of these little talks. Yeah, I say we just leave this for later. Yeah, I mean, there's not much else like like in this particular one, but it's just kind of like school career. It was very also odd that the editing, as we'll see why they did this, but it was very odd at first. I was just like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, who cares? Was about weird, why yeah. was this even put in? So after this short interaction, Tarashima is back in the boys' room. Oh God, I or I forget this. where they are. Maybe they're in the playroom. This is the slow descent to hell. Yeah. I feel. Because basically, the way that he left Rico from the dining room, he was just saying, oh, I wonder where the others are. And she's like, I don't know. I'm going to study or whatever. And so then he goes and sees uh, Armand and uh, Yuki. And 
you know, they were asking, oh, what were you guys talking about? And Tereshima was just saying, yeah, I don't know if she likes me. So just basically saying that they're in limbo. And Yuki, from this point on, he just takes the uh, wheel and just decides that he is the relationship guru. I don't know, maybe because he's like, oh, I'm in a successful relationship, like, you know, or whatever. But he just he was just basically telling him like you need to tell her how you feel and stuff like that and he was like well how why should i do that uh hayato was saying why should i do that if she you know she's not saying anything about to me and he, yuki says you need to step up and be a man yeah oh my God. Ouch. <laughs> i'm like yo i'm sorry if i heard that my response my immediate response and i actually almost said it out loud i was like i don't need you're the last person i want to hear that from and yeah. um but he did back it up though yuki did back it up and said i feel bad for rico and i'm like okay that's that might be because you know leaving stuff stagnant and stuff it, that might hurt rico in the long run but at the same time like this this type of forceful advice coming from him at this point i just feel it's like maybe you shouldn't stick your nose in this so it's interesting that you looked at yuki saying that he feels sorry for rico as backing it up because I looked at that as him attacking him even more, as attacking Chachi even more, saying, oh, I feel sorry for her because you're such a punk. No, 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 no. I, I, I too thought that I'm backing it up as in backing up his previous statement. Oh, not okay. Not backing it okay. up, like, letting off the throttle of, okay. of him and his crump mobile slash advice. Like, I, I just... Rolling I, into town. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't... I, that's what I meant. I, too, also thought that was... That was attacking him. Uh, and I don't know. I just felt... Armand was just sitting there. And um, he probably thought... I can only think that he thought the same as us. Like, he was probably just pushing a little bit too much. And, you know, that's a good point about him potentially feeling like he's the relationship expert. Because he's the only one who has a girlfriend. I didn't even think of that. But he may have some sort of weird sense of superiority. I think... I 100% and... think that that's what it is. Man, that's deep. There's just so much to dislike about Burns. I, so much. So God, much. And that's not even the end. This is just the beginning. No, it is not. We're just scratching the surface. But we have to talk very briefly about the other couple, mm-hmm. or the other growing couple. Or I guess the third couple, if you count Tarashi and Rico as a couple, question mark, because we see Martha and Armand go on a date. Mm-hmm. It's pretty short, but he says, hey, look, thanks for taking care of me. And he wants to get to know her. Um... I have an issue with them, but I'm going to wait till the end because I think more than other couples or dates are just, I want to get to know you better. Look, there's a tree. Let's talk more. I want to get to know. There's not a whole lot going on there. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to pick on Armand, but I can't help it because I call it like I see it. I'm just honest, okay? Yeah. If you can handle me in my worst, <laughs> I'm not even going to finish blah, that. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, but the takeaway here is that he said he wants to go back to Hawaii at some point. We'll see what happens there, right? We get a little bit like more on that later. Yeah. yeah so we'll, we'll we'll grab that a little bit later. Before we move on, I just realized I haven't coined a portmanteau yet for Yuki and Misaki since they're an official couple. Do you want to waste your brain power in doing that? I already got it. Okay. Yusaki. Yusaki. Okay. You take the first of Yuki. You get the middle of misaki and then they both share key at the end so also merns works right now it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no that's terrible i was like what's merns. the worst one merns <laughs> sounds like a cow with like lyme disease 
I didn't know cows uh, cries sounds. sounds. I was going to Pokemon. I think of animals making sounds when I think of Pokemon, you know. Remember how awful they sounded on Game Boy? <laughs> right. And then when it evolved, it was just... Right? Yeah, it was yeah, the same just thing, like... just pitched down a little bit. <laughs> so, Burns and Misaki... Or... I'm sorry, Yusaki. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a while, although we're almost done now. So. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Yusaki is talking, are talking. Is it plural when it's a no, portmanteau it's couple? Single, probably single, singular. Okay. So, Yusaki is talking, and this is where shit starts to pop off, right? Yes. This is day one of hell. It comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. He says, hey, uh, do you know that elevator that we have that's never shown in the show? I just want to see it one time. That freaked me the fuck out. I was like, what? There's an elevator. I just want to see it one time. So he's like, as you said, out of nowhere, hey, uh, I saw Hayato and Rico kissing in front of the elevator. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've been up in the middle of the night and she has not been in her bed. And then you're like, okay, so what's going on? So... What's going on is that Yusaki and Armon confront Hayato and Riko because it has been a not-so-open secret that Hayato and Riko have been fooling around in a physical sense for the past, like, month, month. or so. Yeah, it was a month. It's a long time. Yeah. And they demand answers, and it blows up. Shit gets real right here at the end of 43. So let me ask you before we yes. get into it, how did you feel about this initially? I was going off in several different tangents. I couldn't find a side that I wanted to stay on. I, I find myself arguing both sides and being mad at certain people individually. I how did how did you feel? So initially, like before we get into like what they talk about, right? Yes. Okay. So at the end of 43, when they confront them, I I wasn't a fan of it. I wasn't a fan of them confronting Tarashima and Rico. Neither was I. My initial reaction was, why do you care so much? I think they did bring it up. I hope I'm not bringing it up too early, but if I am, fuck it. Everything's fair game now. What I did agree with is that I think Armand was actually the original one to bring it up. Actually, you know what? It is happening later, but fuck it. I'm bringing it up now. He said, it doesn't feel real. The relationship that we have with you seems fake. The two of them seem fake. Do you think he meant in terms of their friendship or he was looking at their relationship as being fake? No, 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 no. Their personal relationship, like each individually. Okay. Because while they are under the impression of the, of them not going out and them trying to maybe nurture the relationship to, to move further... They were, it's all under this guise. Because of that, them not knowing, it, that makes that relationship not real. At least these interactions that they're building. Because relationship is a sum of experiences with each other, with, with people, right? Yes. So if some of those parts are fake, makes it kind of makes the entire thing turn fake. That was a very, Armand said it in passing, but that stuck with me. That's probably the biggest thing that stuck with me in this argument. That is important. That really is. It didn't really stick out with me, but I'm glad that you brought it up because I think we each kind of had a thing that stuck out for us. And as far as the friendship being fake, I do see where you're coming from with that. You think about the time that was spent where Tarashima said, oh, I don't know what's going on. And when you're a friend, 
if you're a halfway decent friend, you get emotionally invested in your friend's problems because you want them to succeed or to do well or to not mm. get hurt in any way. And so maybe with Armon and Yuki, they thought, listen, we wanted you to do the right thing or we wanted you to do what you felt was best or do what you thought was the smartest thing. But he already had his mind made up, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like if you came to me and you're like, hey, Jim, I got a job offer at Goldman Sachs and I got a job offer at JP Morgan. I don't know which one to take. And I spend a month saying, okay, well, Sachs has this, but Morgan has that. And then I find out later that you just took a job at like Burger King mm-hmm. or something. I'm not knocking Burger King. I just was thinking of somewhere very different. Um, you know, because then it's like, then what's what's the point? What was that month? Our interactions may have like, oh, we may have had drinks and laughs and stuff, but like every everything was probably centered around that decision and you helping me and giving me advice. And if that's fake, like I feel like your party, like on your side, would feel destroyed where the conversation picks back up. But I just want to gauge because I was super confused on where to start, like who to take sides on, because usually I'm pretty I'm pretty clear on who I would usually side with. But this time around, I was uh, it was hard. Both parties had really good points, and it it'll be interesting to see how you felt and you personally, Jim. I think there are no winners here, to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah. I think when all is said and done, at least that we've seen thus far. I don't know how the last two episodes, forty five and forty six, will play out, but at least for right now, we begin forty four with this discussion starting. So Rico is coming from the school of thought where she is an idol. She's just kind of getting her start. But she is an idol and she has an image to uphold. And I get that. I mean, I'm not going to get into like a critique of what already little I know of, you know, the idol industry. I mean, we've kind of talked about it a little bit with like her weird manager and then like that bikini shoot that she did that was a bit uncomfortable. But if this is what she's doing, I get where she's coming from with having an image because Nachan had a similar sort of thing, right? Where she was like, I don't want to be portrayed as some drunko because I too have an image to uphold. Mm-hmm. Did you think that that was valid all from Rico, like her saying that she has an image to maintain? So this, this is where it begins the whole like thing with me. Jim, you were telling me about a Netflix special about idol groups. It was it in Japan, the Japanese idol. Tokyo Idol. Tokyo Idol. Yeah, so you, you can kind of get a sense of what it is from just watching it. So that's suggestion. You guys should check out the doc. It's pretty good. Yeah, watch it after you watch the ballerina doc. Yes, yeah. Um, Which I haven't re- seen yet. Wrestle's creature. <laughs> um, but I totally get it. It's hard for us because we don't have the same thing. We don't. We have pop idols, but not in nowhere in the sense of, of how it is in Japan. It's right. this huge thing. I I really do understand that her image needs to be upheld because there are there are people that may look and Yuki brings it up. People may stop being her fan if they found out that she had a boyfriend. That's just what it is for them. It's kind of fucked up, but you know, I agree. I can see how how that can be an issue. I know it may not be as strong with you because you don't live in Japan and you don't you this is this is good, though, because I, I like this is originally why we started the podcast is because to see how our views clash with Japanese culture and stuff like that and us growing up in America. When you do have something, as you mentioned, like something as as unique as the idol industry, because even like Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears in their primes, 
I don't think there was a sense of, oh, they have to stay pure and they shouldn't date. At least I don't recall that as a kid. Although, like, marketing for them, they weren't marketed for the kids who listen to it. They're more marketed towards the, the dads, too. That's what I've learned in classes, and I can kind of see it now growing up. But these idol groups are just directly and outright just marketed to, to whoever will listen, and it seems like the, most of their males. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of tightrope walking right now. I don't, I don't want to go too much into it. So after Rico talks about her image, she gets attacked by Yusaki and Armon. And yes. I, I mean, I say she gets attacked because Tarashima is pretty silent throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he must have taken 20 sips of his water and he didn't say much. Yeah, that was the entire time. I was standing up at this point, like, like actually just standing up and just like holding my hands on my head. I'm just like, yo, what the hell are you doing, man? I'm not going to lie. I started coming around to, to their relationship. I really did. But the start of this, like these three episodes, it just, was just, it just seemed destined to fail. And because of Tirashima. Yeah. He really didn't do himself any favors here by staying completely silent. And I mean, the only time he says something is when Misaki asks him directly and she calls it out. She says, hey, you haven't said anything yet. What do you think? And he says, oh... He kind of just gives a very generic, basic response, like, oh, it's confusing, it's, there's a lot, uh, I didn't want to do anything. He falls back on, it. I wanted her to focus on her career, and he falls back on that several times. Yeah. There's a lot of times that that, that, that was his response, and, and I was just like, yo, like, dude, come on, man. And here's where I was just like... This is when I started flip-flopping. I'm just like, man, like, I was really kind of, I was kind of rooting for them, like, uh, Rico and Hayato. And and I was like, yeah, because Yugi's, like, going too hard on this and stuff like that. But then I'm like, dude, like, you know, then maybe you don't deserve to be together if you're going to, if this is how you're going to handle it. Because it's fine if Tarashima doesn't know how he feels about the relationship, his exact feelings toward Rico. The issue was, again, he stayed silent. Rico was clearly being attacked here. And he did not try to say, well, you guys are being too harsh. Or maybe it's none of your damn business what we do. Because yeah. the friends giving advice thing, that is something that I think Yusaki and Armand should be annoyed about. But then the conversation led by Yuki, of course, to me it gets a little bit slut shamey. I really didn't like this. I really wish Hayat. I'm sorry for um, interrupting. Um, no, 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 no. I Go just ahead. wanted to catch a point where you were just saying, like, where Hayata wasn't saying anything. If he would have said what you just said, we're just like, how about you stop sticking your nose in our business? That would have been fine. Although there would have been arguments against that, like, yo, you're doing this around the house. You're lying to us. The relationship's fake. That would be the counter argument. But it doesn't matter. It's him trying to stick up for himself or and also for the girl he likes. I would have been fine with that, but because of this makes it so easy to say, damn it, like no, now I'm on like Yusaki and Armand's side, but then Yuki says, you know, you convenient makeout buddies or something or sleep buddies. Uh convenient sleep buddies, that's what he says. And Rico was the only one to stand up for her, for them or even just herself. She's like I don't like how you're putting it. 
And I didn't like it either. I'm like, Yuki, that's going too far, man. Because even if they were, who cares? And it sucks because Burns weaponizes this against her. Listen, if you don't want that, right? If you don't want like a sleep buddies, as Burns puts it, or a friends with benefits type situation, that's fine. And I don't know, Rico seemed like maybe she would be okay with that based on, you know, her sort of changing feelings that we saw a few episodes ago. But he's clearly trying to use that. Again, he's weaponizing that and he's attacking her for it. And she's like, well, I don't like when you put it like that. Yeah. And even if she was fine with it, like Burns shouldn't use that as an attack anyway, because who cares? Who cares? They should not care about that part of the relationship. It's good that we're sorting this. You're helping me sort out my and how I'm standing on it because I feel like it's just like a bunch. Like I just dropped a whole lot of pieces on the floor and I'm trying to organize them where they came. Like in these two different boxes. That's how I feel. What you said right there is good because like I'm on Yusaki's side because yes, I feel that it's unfair to them that they had to keep up this facade unknowingly. And it causes them to have a fake relationship when that's not what the show is about because it's supposed to be like genuine lives just going about every day. And this disrupts the whole thing, not just for the audience, not just for the host and not just for it's like it's also for the members of the household. So, yes, I'm on their side. But like on the other side, though, I don't think the way that they're going about attacking them is just way overboard. And not not them. It's just it's really just Yuki who's kind of like taking the reins. And I feel like it this goes back to what you said. It was that he is acting. He's dialing it up. He's cranking up to eleven. And it's shitty. It's way too much. I feel like there was a there's a better way to approach it rather than like right there, that was the line for me. Cause that right there I was just like, I, I can't I can't side with you anymore. Jim, it's like you said, when it doesn't matter what type of relationship they're having. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Let them sort their feelings out. And listen, I forget who said it, but you know what? It was probably Yuki. And if it wasn't, I'm going to pin it on him anyway because he deserves it. <laughs> there was the the weird mix of, I think, slut shaming. And there was a little bit of white knighting there, I yes. think, from Yuki. Because he also says... You might be confusing Rico. And I'm like, okay, so here you are. I think that what these two things have in common is that he sees Rico as this little pet almost that has no agency, no free will. She can't make any decisions on her own. And when he said that, I'm thinking, listen, she is young and the age difference is extreme. And no one can dispute that with Rico and Tarashima. However... It is also possible that they're both confused and you don't have to have this discussion to say, okay, are we dating? Yes, no. How do you feel? Like you can kiss someone, you can have sex with someone and you're not exactly sure how they feel. That's okay. If you lie to them, if there is a false pretense behind closed doors where you're lying to the person that you're trying to kiss or trying to sleep with, that is bad. But we don't know the intimate private conversations that Rico and Hayato may have had off camera. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We can assume, and like we had before, look, we, I mean, despite me kind of siding with Rico and Tarashimi here, I'd say more than Yusaki and Armon, even though he doesn't really contribute a whole lot. 
there was not a sense, at least I didn't really get a sense that he was trying to talk her into sleeping with him. I don't know. I mean, there was nothing to indicate that. I'm not saying it definitely didn't happen, but you can just assume, especially with something this serious, it seemed like from all that we have seen on the show that it was mutual. Yeah, I agree because they both got up in the middle of the night to meet and it seemed mutual to me. They both had a part in it in trying to keep uh, the secret. Yeah. But quickly, I want to touch on Armand. And I feel like Armand, all his points that he was offering to the group was the only positives of that side, of the Yusaki side. Because he was the one to bring up, it feels fake. He was the one to bring it up, like, it's not fair to us as your friends. So I just wanted to point that out, (laughs) that Armand was like the only positive for that. I'm with you, man. He seemed to pretty much stay in his lane in a good way. Like, he didn't go out of bounds and say, well, it seems like you two don't know how you feel. Because Yuki sure as hell did that enough for the three of them. Yes. He said, you two need to figure out how you feel and sort it out. And then he gets up and goes. And he's like, Misaki, come on. And Armand leaves too. So then it's just Hiroshima and Rico who were left in the kitchen. And, you know, they talk about it a little bit. They Mm -hmm. just kind of, you know, rehash what was just discussed. And it ends with Hayato saying, if your feelings change about us, about me, about us, you can let... And the order, I thought, I don't know if there was anything to this, but I wrote it down. He said, you can let everyone else know and then let me know. There was something so telling about that where he didn't say, let me know. Because I think in that situation, he would be the most important person. Yeah. But he mentioned everyone else first, and I didn't like that. No, I didn't either. He should be the one to find out. And then, like, if you want to tell people, say, oh, yeah, we talked about it. But frankly, they don't deserve that. Yusaki and Armand don't really deserve to get, you know, constant status updates on Rico and Tarashima's relationship, whatever you want to call it. I feel that, yes, it may not have been the smartest plan to go about it. But the fact of the matter is, is that they were found out. They were confronted. That was the time to stand your ground. Martha brings it up later that it seems that his line that he kept falling back on of like, think just I'm thinking about her career was him running away. When she said that, I was like a thousand points to Martha. Like, that's you're completely right. That is exactly what he's doing. That's what he was doing the entire time during the conversation. And also here in this discussion on one on one with Rico, it just seems like everything he's doing is just trying to trying to run away from meeting it head on. He's trying to take the easy route. I think he is a little bit confused about his feelings, and I think he's not clear on where Rico is, but I agree, because I think he can also be, and he also is, a coward. Yes. The Omurai should have gone to him and not Uchi. Yeah, no. Yeah, he should have got the uh, iconic Omurais. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I also agree that he is confused on how he feels also. But it doesn't mean that he isn't running away. It's just he he's afraid to sort out his feelings and he's afraid to find out what how he truly feels. As frustrating as this all is and like emotionally draining, this part was super interesting to think about and kind of try to dissect at the level that we're trying to go into it. I mean, it's already like half our episode, you know, but we plan for it because there's a lot 
to discuss here. Yes. Yeah. So sorry. So we can <laughs> start moving ahead a little bit. Yeah. We're almost there. But, but just a little bit, just a little bit, because you mentioned that Hayato and Martha talk really quick before that, I just want to point out that Rico and Martha talk because Martha was not there, right? Cause she was in Kagoshima, right? So she wasn't even there for the whole thing. So she comes back and she and Rico talk and Rico says, Hey, uh, I've been lying to everyone. And Tarashim has been lying too. So Martha feels betrayed, I think, initially. And I think a part of that might just be that, you know, she and Tarashima had had discussions where he lied to her and was like, well, I don't really see her like that. And and I don't know. And again, there's a difference between being confused and then going behind everyone's back. Again, not that he owed anyone an explanation, but especially because Martha liked him to say, well, I don't know how I feel. It's like, well, that's not really true. Mm-hmm. Like you like her enough at least to be making out with her and sleeping with her, right? You don't really view her as a little sister. I mean, that is off base. I The line wasn't clearly drawn enough, but in this conversation, he, Rico says that the, the farthest that they reached was kissing. I guess it wasn't confirmed if they actually slept together, was it? No, no, that was... This, the, the sleep, the convenient sleep buddies was a direct like translation. I wasn't listening too hard to, to try and translate it myself. But yeah, that's what the English subtitles was saying. So I don't, that's why it was extra for me. Because I kind of got it that the most that they were ever doing was kissing. I don't, mm. I don't think they went any farther than that. Because that would have came out at least with, at the very least with Martha and Rico one-on-one. You think so? Yes. I'm not sure that that would have been something that Rico would have been willing to volunteer especially because of how she talked about her image and i felt like even if yuki and well if yusaki and arman maybe had some sort of a, of a confirmation i'm not even sure if they would be willing to bring that up like that yeah. might have been a line okay. that they would okay. not be willing yeah. to but i mean we don't know you know we don't know because it's you know it wasn't said i guess for me i just thought because they said I think Armand said that, like, he found Rico in their room. I, I, I just assumed that maybe that, you know. Yeah. They were okay. sex. But, yeah, no, but we don't know for sure. But there's some sort of physical contact, between, you know, between the two of them. So that we can say for sure. Okay, so you mentioned the Hayato and Martha talked, and we kind of went over that, right? She says, hey, you're running away, uh, and I can't accept it. So here we go again. It's kind of like a rehash of the Yusaki Armand gang up, right? To me, she's right in saying, yeah, he's kind of running away, but it's not really up to her whether or not that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She, it seems like she makes it a little bit about herself, as Yusaki and Armand did. It's like, okay, you know, you and again, she does have a right to feel kind of betrayed because you know, she was into him and, and, and hurt. Maybe not betrayed because, you know, he doesn't owe her anything and he never did, right? No one really owes anyone anything. Unless you're, like, in a serious committed relationship, which they are not. You know, Tarashima and Rico are not, and Tarashima and Martha aren't. So, again, it's just that little, you know, like, the main point is there, but just goes, like, a little too far. So, after this, though, we have, at least for this episode, the last talk with Hayato and Rico. She goes into the boys' room, right, and it's just him. And she says, listen, I like that you were older. It seemed like she kind of looked at him as maybe being more stable and more together. But she brings up the fact that she felt betrayed because he stayed silent when they were being attacked at the kitchen table. And then Tarashima says, listen, we don't have to decide right now what we are. But then he immediately says, no, we need to focus on ourselves. So I feel like for him, that is deciding. I feel like he decided, listen, I don't think we can really be together. And he says, 
something that I thought was a little cold. He says, for me, you didn't come first, which I didn't love. And even if he thought that to say it in that way or to even just not say it, he could have said, I think we have to focus on ourselves and ended it there. But that seemed cruel. That seemed unnecessarily cruel. I think he knew what was coming and knew how she felt. So this was him trying to save face. Huh. Because he only started, like, right then and there, this is the most that he's ever, like, the farthest he's gone into the conversation about them. And I feel that a lot of the stuff that he was saying should have been brought up in the whole big discussion. That way he could have sorted out his feelings. But I think, like, what the conversation with Martha really started like opening his eyes on how stupid or how cowardly he was he was being and that's how i took it because i'm like you're trying to play this cool stern older dude now like no i i'm i i just i didn't i wasn't buying it the sad thing is that it seems so likely with him the way that rico handled this was top notch i thought i agree i totally agree the way that, she, like, when she's like, because you're older, I thought I can depend on you. And I liked how you treat me differently, like, to everybody in the house. And I liked that. And she dead says, I liked that. Like, you know, and I, I that was, like, really smooth. And how you weren't talking or picking up for me or just not saying anything, that was, like, that was just not manly. Like, right then and there, she she was probably hinting towards, like, I, yeah, I don't like that anymore. Like, I don't like that. Like. You're, that's not attractive to me. And that's why I thought that he was probably trying to save a little bit of face. Because if anything, she was going to say, like, if we're going to work, then you would have to work on yourself before, like, we go out. But I think he was trying to save face in saying that, saying what he said. And I think another way that Rico showed some maturity here was after he says, for me, you didn't come first. She's like, I never thought about it as... You coming first for me. Yes, and it seemed yes, like she had, yes. like, I mean, the 18-year-old compared to the 29-year-old, like, she has an idea that, listen, if you like someone, you'll find that balance. Yeah. And you'll try to make it work. And nothing yeah. is guaranteed, but you'll at least try. And I think this is really, this encapsulates him being basically all but being called a coward. Yeah. And it was just in that simple thing that she said. And I was just, yeah. So as you said, man, I'm with you. She handled it pretty well. Yeah. Which makes me nervous for these last two episodes to see, you know, what what else could happen with the two of them. But we can not end on them because we end with another kind of blossoming couple and Martha and Armand. We had to go off on a good note after all of that. They had to have given us something. So was it a good note? I'm going to argue that it wasn't. I'm saying, well, the date was pretty cool. The date was pretty cool. Yeah. So they go to the beach. They have a good time. Uh, they don't. I had sort of alluded to this earlier. Armand seems kind of dull. I'll just be honest. We had talked about him kind of sliding a little bit. You know, he came into the house and he seemed like a breath of fresh air. You know, he was so much different, I think, from any of the other boys in the house. But a lot of his dates are just like, oh, there's a thing. This is fun. This is fun. And I know that we're not seeing the whole date because I know it's a show and there's editing and I know that's a thing. But it kind of 
annoyed me though with him. he had a boat but he was like oh run a boat oh there are some buildings like i'm, I'm, I'm like oh come on i don't know like uh, hey I do think, you have I any think... siblings like like i want some deeper that's a hundred percent the editing i think you're just picking too much of a part of like they can't fit that much in because they spend most of the fucking episode with this bullshit <laughs> that we were just dealing with 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 uh hayato and, and rico like i it... but when you want to pick the deeper conversation because i think that's inherently more interesting what the deeper part of this conversation was the end Okay, well, I'd argue that that wasn't deep, but just to state what happened, they're on the boat, it's a lovely evening, the sun is setting, Armand says, hey, uh, I'm going to go back to Hawaii eventually, I have some stuff that I have to, to take care of, but I really enjoy spending time with you, I like you, will you go out with me? So he kind of, he doesn't skip a couple steps, but the I like you and then asking her out. And she's like, I like you. Or no, she says, but you're going to go back to Hawaii. And he's like, yeah, but I could come back. And then she says, yeah, I like you too. Probably I like you, Armand. And so you said it ends on a good note. I am still convinced that Martha doesn't really like him. She seemed really detached. I don't know. Maybe this is how she is with people that she likes. But we've seen her with Tarashima. And I know that, you know, you might not act the exact same toward two, you know, if you're single or, you know, you, and, you know you're interested in more than one person. You're not going to act the exact same towards every person. But she still seemed really detached from it, from him. I still think there's, like, residual things of how she's kind of defaulted on Armand because of the things with Hayato. I, I can see that. But she was de- she's definitely coming around to Armand. I can, I can feel that. Their little banter with the medicine when she was applying it and, and um, the way they were talking during their, um, their one date, I forgot when they were like, at, they had that grill when it was like outside on rain top. When it was originally, he was going to say, I've been having the most fun recently. And he was going to, and she said, why? And, and he was going to say her, but then she's like, Oh, the train, that part, that whole date, she was eventually coming around to him. It's just Armand is still moving too fucking fast. And I definitely can see how that's a bad thing. But I do think Martha is coming around to Armand. Maybe they'll be married by the end of the season. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, that's all I got. Do you have anything else? No, no, nothing. Okay. Uh, yeah, so to wrap up every episode, we have a segment called MVP slash MVL. Most valuable person slash loser. I'm going to take a guess. Jim, we're going to match again this week. I think so. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Really? Well, I'm saying MVP is Rico and MVL is Hayato. Oh, we do not match, my friend. No. Did you say Yuki? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Burns no, is I, my yeah, MVL. It, it was up in the air. It was up in the air between Yuki and Hayato for, for MVL this, this week. Burns just didn't do anything good. And while there wasn't a lot of positivity to go around... Tarashima had, you know, his handling of the date with Martha, I thought, was pretty good. And it's, yeah. a, it's a weird maturity that he shows with Martha, with the women that he's not that interested in. I think it's easier to play a cool with, with someone that you don't have to worry about your image in front of. I definitely see your reasoning. Yeah. But my whole plus and minus system, if you just look at it, the number of like pluses and minus, yeah, Yuki would be in the, like, below... I think it's more about like the quality of the negatives. Yeah, that kind of did it. 
Hayato just not saying anything during and just sipping on that water, like the ten percent of water that he like, just probably all backwash <laughs> at one point. And then like, did you notice with the editing and like magically refilled? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but Disgusting. just him just having that nervous tick of just drinking the water, just keeping silent and just like, saying like, "Go, man." Just made me not like him again. Like, yeah, I can totally say Yuki also, but. I was more disappointed in Hayato than I was in with, with Yuki. No, I get that, man. That makes sense. I just think Burns is stupid. Don't get me wrong. I also, I wholeheartedly did not like him either this week. Um, but there could only be one. Yeah. So Burns, yeah, he's 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 stupid. He's nosy. And my MVP is Misaki. Oh, you had a different. What I liked about her was, of course, she was present when they were grilling Rico. The fact that she called out Tarashima and said, oh, you haven't said anything, that was some points there. She wasn't perfect. You know, she was kind of piggybacking on some of the stuff that Yuki was saying. But I also, I really like how she called Burns out in 43, or in 42, when he loudly whispers to Martha asking about her date, and then she takes him to task in the game room and says, that was dumb. Like, you know that Armand likes Martha. Like, that was stupid. You should have kept your mouth shut. Misaki seems like she she can be a little bit of a stabilizing presence for Burns. Not not enough to, you know, prevent him from going off the rails and, you know, doing his whole thing at the beginning of episode 44. But enough for me. I, I just feel like there wasn't outweighing, like, Rico's presence and how she handled the situation. Like, she, yes, she, like, she admitted, like, okay, I, I admit this wasn't the smartest thing. But she was standing up for herself. Then the way she she explained to Martha, she filled her in one-on-one. And then the way that she told Hayato off. Yeah. The, yeah, that carried a, a greater weight. I get it. Okay. Uh, You got anything else? We done? I am good to go, my man. All right. Uh, Housework. Please visit welcometotorishouse.com. There you can find it. That will link you to our Simplecast website. You can also find our social media there for our Facebook and Twitter. Twitter, we're starting to get a little bit of traction, Jim. I'm not sure if you're aware. I know you're not on the Twittersphere. I'm not a tweeter. You're not a tweeter, no. But yeah, please follow us um, on our social media accounts. That way you can keep up with our launches. Also, how you can keep up with our launches is subscribing <laughs> on your favorite podcast listening apps. We it's are so on easy. iTunes. It's so it re- easy. It really is. It really is. You just got to hit the little button. Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, um, all your favorite podcasting apps. Speaking of iTunes, you can please leave us a review. We have no way of actually advertising, so any review definitely helps. And on top of that, you can also recommend us to your friends. It seems Terrace House is getting bigger and bigger. Uh, uh, A lot of people are talking about it. So if you want to get some friends into it, I feel our show is a really good aid. And even if they just already watched it, it's also I I feel is also good to to kind of refresh your memory. That should be it, I think, Jim. You want to wrap it up? All right. Take me home tonight. (laughs) I don't want to let you you go go to to see the light. Did you not know the lyrics? Wait, what? Oh, no, because you stuttered. I thought you were waiting for (laughs) for the lyrics because I wasn't sure the lyrics either. I know the lyrics. Oh, shit. No, because I was waiting for you and I'm like, I think it's till I see the light. I don't know. I was just going to let you go. But then when you stopped, I was like, okay, maybe I'll jump in there. The video for that song, uh, if you don't know what the song is, uh, you shouldn't be listening to us. But uh, (laughs) it is Take Me Home Tonight by Eddie Money. Eddie Money? Who also did Two Tickets to Paradise, which is the inferior Eddie Money hit. Yes. 
Also because Ronnie Spector is in Take Me Home Tonight. She does the be what? my little baby. That's oh, her really? because she um, yeah yeah because that was her song right. Be yes, my, be my little yeah. baby. Yeah yeah okay, that's right. that's her. Be my little baby. Okay all right. Okay we're done right. Yes we're done we're done. All right folks you just listened to episode sixteen of Tourist House where we covered episodes forty two through forty four of Terrace House. Next week is our final episode of this season of covering boys and girls in the city. It'll be our 17th episode. I don't know if we have anything special planned, but we'll definitely get into it. We'll, of course, do our coverage and post-game analysis of 45, 46, (laughs) and probably just some general final thoughts. You know, I have some themes that I think we can discuss. And we'll also keep you guys updated, too, with uh, what we plan on doing. We promise to sort that a little bit more out by next week the future is bright for tourist house so thank you for all of you who have supported us please continue to do so we appreciate your comments your likes your love thank you you have no idea thank you so so much thank you so until next time this is jim this is eddie money take me home tonight Always getting slower. <laughs> like, yeah, that's. <laughs> all, right, all right, we're all right. done. All right, see ya. Peace.